0: time now as we welcome back to the program SEC replay official Gerald Hodges, his appearance brought to you by A.G. Hines Company, providing building materials since anyone can remember. Gerald, how are you? Doing well, John. Doing well, well Jimmy. Good to be here. Good to have you. Yep, sure to appreciate it. Why well, don't we get right to it where Ron is already online. And if you have a question or comment for Gerald, 656-9900, about the rule book. We'll go ahead and qualify that. Yeah. About the rule book. <laughs> 656-9900 is how you join us. Ron, you're up first. Hello, Ron. Hello, gentlemen. Hope you all had a blessed week. Yes, sir. Hope the same for you. Question on pass interference calls. It seems over the first couple weeks there seems to be a lot of pass interference called, but the ball seems uncatchable. Where it's five yards out of the end zone, five yards out of bounds, ten feet over their head. So is it pass interference regardless or does it have what's the protocol if the ball is deemed uncatchable?
1: Okay, uh, Ron, the way the rule reads is, uh, if there, if, if there's any doubt, then the ball is catchable. But in reality, when the officials are on the field, if they, they see a, a flag go down for pass interference and they, they know that the ball was uncatchable, they will come to that, the calling official and tell him, hey, that ball was uncatchable. He may be, you know looking really close at two players and not necessarily watch where the ball goes looking for passing offense or holding something along that line but if another official knows that the ball is definitely uncatchable then you know they'll go to him they don't they don't go and ask him hey do you think you know we we don't do that uh, you don't go ask him what hey. he thinks if you know you just go tell him it's uncatchable then it's up to him to pick the flag up or stay with it but the rule does say if there's if there's any doubt, then the ball is catchable. So, And it's a judgment call. It is a
0: judgment call. Okay. Yes. I appreciate that. Thank yes, you. sir. All right. Thank you, Ron. 656-9900. Six, 656-9900. Six, six, six,
2: uh, Gerald, let's just jump into the one that we've been asked a number of times, and we'll go ahead and get uh, your clarification on it. So, uh, Pittsburgh is attempting a long field goal against Tennessee. Uh, the ball is way short. Tennessee's Theo Jackson catches the ball in the end zone, runs it out, and scores a touchdown. There are two flags on the play. There's a block in the back on Tennessee at about the ten yard line, and then uh, Pittsburgh was also called for a block in the back. the uh, The official announced change of possession, offsetting penalties, replay the down. So my understanding is that it, you only replay the down if both penalties are accepted. And if Tennessee had accepted the penalty on Pittsburgh, Tennessee would have gotten the ball. But they would have gotten the ball based on after the from the 10-yard line where the penalty occurred and you mark off 5 yards half the distance, they got the ball on their own 5-yard well, line. Well,
1: Jimmy, they have to decline the penalty. I'm on sorry, Pittsburgh. decline, yeah, decline the go. penalty. I'm sorry. If they decline the penalty okay. or either either you know, they the team that caught the ball with clean hands, that's mm-hmm. we call that the clean hands rule. If you get the ball whether it's an interception or you know a, a punt return once you possess the ball then if you have two fouls in that next period, then it, it is correct if both penalties are accepted, then you replay the down. however, uh, if one team the receiving team uh, declines the penalty on the other team, then they will they will get penalized, but they will keep the ball. Yeah. So
2: and so, and Josh Hepel asked him today, and he said it he was actually explained to him by the official, but he did they and they told him, if you take the ball, if you decline that penalty, you're going to get the ball on your own five. Well he didn't want the ball on his own five, he thought that maybe they'll kick it, and there'll be a touch back, or maybe a fair catch it on the ten, so he he didn't want the ball in his five, so he decided I'll accept this penalty and, and we'll replay the right. down.
1: so he rolled the dice, which is understandable.
2: It is. Yeah. It, and now, it's if you're little... going to get the ball on your own twenty, okay, you might debate that one. Sure. But if you're going to get on your own five, that certainly makes sense to um, uh, to uh, go ahead and accept the penalty and make them re. I'm going to say re-kick. They had to. They tried a long field goal, and after realizing the guy didn't have that kind of a leg, they punted.
1: Right. Well, that was a pretty. So, pretty thorough explanation to him then, you know, if they told him where the ball was going to be. So he made the choice. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and I don't blame him. I I thought that was an appropriate situation. I did see something I thought was interesting. Help me on the ruling. Uh, There was a very close call for Tennessee as they attempted to get a first down. Uh, The quarterback ran the ball to about the two yard line. It was uh, in the North end, uh, North end zone area. And it was uh, the East part of the stadium. So, after the quarterback was tackled, the official picked it up, tossed it to another official, the official put it down, not quite to the hash mark, and then they measured. Uh, I would have thought that you would have measured it as soon as the, the player went down, if it's close. You measure it there rather than toss it toward a hash mark. What, what's the what's proper procedure the, there, Jerry?
1: The procedure, if it's a close play to the uh, first down marker, mm-hmm. the, the officials are talking to each other through the 020 and whoever sees it uh just says you know it's close it's close which means leave the ball right where it ends up don't move it and then the procedure is to measure it at that point obviously it's first down then they can go ahead and move the change and you know with the length of a ball doesn't make any difference and then you, if you've seen them where it's Six inches short, you'll see them pick the chains up with their hand and mark that spot, carry the ball into the hash and set it down for the ready for play. But it's, it's supposed to be measured where the ball becomes dead before it's moved.
2: It was a third down play. Does the replay official in the booth have the prerogative to stop the play to check to see if it's a first down or not?
1: Yes, uh, especially on third and fourth downs, there are extenuating circumstances where they can get involved. At any down, if it's a, an egregious, you know, they miss it three yards for some number. You normally wouldn't do that, but uh, inside the ten or something like that, you could you could literally measure it on any down.
2: So, now, do you uh, think replay that,
1: it? I'm so, yeah,
2: that there are situations with teams going at a high rate of speed. Right? It, are there situations where officials and in, in trying to comply with the coach who's running at a high high octane offense? That coach wants that ball put in play really quickly on the hash mark, right? They so, do. So, do you think sometimes officials, even if it's close, they're they're conscious that I'm picking up that ball, I'm getting the hash mark because this coach wants to get the ball in play quickly.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of a double edged sword for mm-hmm. officials. It really yeah. is. You want to you want to be accurate, uh, but you don't want to delay putting the ball in play for someone that's running a hurry up. Off. Then you get the static from the sidelines. Put the ball down. Put the ball down. And, uh, there have been, I guess, numerous cases over the years that I'm in the booth and the the coach might have been had benefited from slowing it down and let the replay official take a good look and they go ahead and snap it. And it may have been in their favor to have it reviewed. So that there, again, it's, it's a toss up. You want to move it fast or, or not, but they are conscious of it. We know the teams that, you know, run a, a fast offense and, uh, we try to comply as best we can, but we will not put the ball ready for play until the chains are set, and uh, you know, go on. But so, yeah, we're conscious of that and try to try to help as much as we can.
0: If you have a question or comment for Gerald Hodges about the rule book, 9900 star nine ninety is free for AT and T and U S cellular customers. The toll free number one eight six 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 five six 9,900. Gerald, I don't know that I've ever seen this combination before, and this took place in the NFL. It was last Thursday, and what it was, it was pass interference. Two penalties were marked off because the first thing was there was contact, which resulted in the interference. The contact was the defender grabbing the receiver's face mask. So not only was it ruled pass interference, but it was also ruled a face mask. So they counted off. Two penalties. That's how they did it in the NFL. I'm wondering, would the contact make it interference only in the college game, or would the face mask make it the 15-yard penalty? How do you think that would be ruled? Well, if it were all live ball fouls, you'd only penalize one of the fouls.
1: Okay. In fact, if you had both, if you had two flags down, one official had pass interference, the other one had a face mask on the defense, If it were a spot foul for the pass interference, you know, say a five-yard, then they would decline the pass interference and take the face mask, which is a 15 and an automatic first. But that may be an NFL rule, or it could have been a dead ball face mask. They, Mm -hmm. They ruled it a dead ball. The face mask occurred after the play was dead. But it's a little unusual to see two, you know, just on one, Particular play.
0: Yeah, and that was how the explanation was. Since the contact, it was illegal contact, pass interference, and they said, and since the contact was a face mask, that's why they counted off both penalties. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a defender in that position in the first place to where it was indeed a face mask of a corner or safety against a receiver who didn't have the ball, just running his route and and it was i mean his his hand got up in his face and he did grab the face mask so, so the ball wasn't thrown to him the ball was not thrown had not been thrown yet and so it, that was for, and and then yeah i've never seen that in in any in any league and then the <laughs> official to say here's why we're counting both penalties he seemed very sure but i thought I would think that it would be one or the other as opposed to both. Jimmy, have you ever seen anything like that? No, I hadn't. But I saw some
2: Saturday I'd never seen either on that kick six. Fair time. point. <laughs> so I, and, and we've watched a lot of football through the years, and I still see things that I, I don't ever remember seeing. But, no, I've never, I have not seen that before, John.
1: See, the other thing, John, in college, the rule for pass interference, uh, first thing, it has to be thrown beyond the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. has to be a catchable ball. So – you know, if it's thrown to the other side of the field, the guy that has, you know, all you could have is a face mask. You couldn't have passing interference because the ball's not even involved in it. So that may be an NFL rule, but I've never seen it, even in the NFL.
0: Let's get a <laughs> call from Wade who joins us. You're on sports talk. Hello, Wade. Hey, how are you doing? Fine. Good, how are you? Wade. Doing good. Hey, my question was about the offset penalty. goal goal try on Saturday. Um, both penalties occurred after a change of possession. They missed the field goal. We caught the ball, so there was a change of possession. Then both penalties occurred, but they got the ball back. Is there ever a situation where a change of possession is reversed by a penalty after the change of possession?
1: Uh, No, you wouldn't change the change of possession for a penalty after possession, but the way that would work is the team that had the ball on the return could decline the foul against the kicking team and they would have they would be penalized for their their foul, but at the end of the down, they would they could keep the ball. But uh if both penalties are accepted then then you do go back and then replay the down.
2: And way to, to speak well, so specifically we... to what you're saying, uh so here here's the deal. If uh if both penalties are accepted you replay the down. If Tennessee declined the penalty on Pitt Tennessee keeps the ball. However, the block in the back occurred on the ten-yard line. Then it's half the distance to the goal, so Tennessee would have taken over on the five-yard line. Josh Heupel didn't want the ball right. on the five-yard line, so he accepted the penalty. But if he had declined the penalty, he'd have gotten the ball on his own five.
0: Okay, I didn't know on offsetting penalties you had the option to decline. So that was my—I didn't understand that. Okay, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, Wade. One other thing too, in in college. The, co- or the team, the offended team, always has the option to decline the penalty against the other team.
0: Okay. That makes sense. I, yeah, I was in the dark there, but that
2: makes sense. Thank you okay. very much. thank you. A lot of us were in the dark on yeah. that one. <laughs> Wade, we sure do appreciate it.
0: John Wilkerson with Jimmy Hyams. Our guest SEC replay official, Gerald Hodges. Back to the phones we go. It's Van who joins us next. Hello, Van. Good afternoon. You, you
2: all have addressed the issue about Ut not making that fourth down conversion in the, the the northeast end zone, and as I understood, the replay official could look at that. Could Coach Heupel have requested a review of that? Yes,
1: the coach can request a review of uh, the pretty much anything, Van. Uh, there are several several things. You know, you don't he can't review. Uh, a judgment called a pass interference, or a holding, or something like that. But anything that involves fact, uh, foot on the line, ball short of a first down, especially on third and fourth downs, those are reviewable plays. So Yes, he could have requested a review for that.
2: Okay. Thank you, Gerald. Yes, sir. And he explained that he didn't because he only had one timeout left, and there was about six and a half minutes left, and he wanted to hold that timeout. Right. So that's why now, he did not. A valid not. reason, sure. Yeah, you so know, he, you've got
1: to
0: weigh the risk and rewards. Yeah. So if if the spot had been examined, and it was and it stood as called, he would have lost the timeout then. Correct. All right. Now, had the replay official stopped it
1: on his own and looked at it, uh, then he would confirm the call on the field that the ball was short. So and that that's a prerogative of the replay official. Also, he can we can stop those on third or fourth down. Especially.
2: That's what I thought should have happened. I, I thought that he should have stopped it and not put the coach in a position to challenge because it was highly debatable and and um, and they even measured it. So i I thought that that would have been appropriate. But he did have the power to do it. Is the question correct. and, and the answer? That's is yes. correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, continuing with coaches'
0: challenges. In the National Football League yesterday, now there are some rules, uh, there are some plays that are automatically reviewed in the NFL. And so each turnover is automatically reviewed. Scoring plays are automatically reviewed. So since they are automatically reviewed, coaches are not allowed to challenge because it's already part of the process. Uh, Yesterday it was after Denver scored against the New York Giants that Coach judge for the Giants through the replay, it was through the red flag out on the field, and he lost his timeout. He lost the timeout, which in turn means he lost a challenge because he challenged a play that wasn't challengeable. Um, and I'm just wondering, are there any plays in college football that are viewed as non reviewable because it's automatically reviewed? And if that's not the case, would you like to see it be a part of the procedure? For instance, if would you like to see that same rule in college football that you have in the NFL that you can't challenge a turnover or a scoring play because they're automatically reviewed to begin with and that ruling would stand when it was complete.
1: Well, actually in college we review all we may not stop it. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. And we review all scoring plays, we review all turnovers. Oh, uh, that's if you'll notice occasionally when you have a real tight score you know, they're snapping from inside the five and there's just a big pile up, you'll notice the referee kind of delaying marking the ball ready for play for the extra point. That's when replay is looking at it in the booth. And we will look at it uh and uh if it's getting to be if we can't in other words we can't determine in the twenty five seconds mm-hmm. you know if the 25-second clock gets way down, if we still can't determine it, then we will officially shut it down. And then the clock starts on us. But we look at every turnover and every scoring play. And so once now we – if we look at it and we clear them, Mm -hmm. we're not saying we have – you know, it's an official review. So in college, if we, we let them go, and the coach wants to challenge that. Oh, uh, But I promise you replay will look at it, you know, to the nth degree, even if we have to shut it down and, you know, take two minutes to look at it.
0: Do you think that's a worthwhile standard to perhaps have in college football that you could just tell coaches that everything is reviewed, so therefore there's no reason to challenge? Do you like the fact that the NFL, or do you disagree with the notion that the NFL sets aside some plays where it's like, Coach, you can't challenge because it's already been taken care of you're just adding to the delay well if they okay if we shut it down and it's official review
1: mm-hmm. then they can't challenge that decision the officials on the field are instructed to never tell the coach you can't challenge something okay unless mm-hmm. it is a non-reviewable play like holding passing a judgment but there's been very much lots of discussion on going to a automatic challenge in college like the last two minutes of each each half and uh maybe limiting uh the ones in the you know, the other, you know, parts of the quarter uh to a certain uh, to certain plays. Mm-hmm. And maybe not reviewing everything we've reviewed now. And then you know, maybe giving the coaches more challenges or something, but there's a definite move afoot to make several plays an automatic review, shut down type review.
2: Gerald, I was watching a game Monday night. It was uh, Ole Miss and Louisville. There were four ejections in the first half. Last year, How many? Uh, what was the average in terms of ejections per game? What was, the, what was that number look like?
1: Okay, last year, uh, nationwide, all the ball games, once they get all the data in, there was one ejection for targeting every four and a half games. So what's that? Eighteen quarters. There was one ejection every eighteen quarters. So uh, I know there were a lot in that uh, that Monday night game. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's uh, that's highly unusual. So
2: uh, has there been any discussion about trying to have a tiered punishment? For example, there can be an egregious targeting where a guy lowers a head, launches, and is pretty clear his intent. And he's ejected, but there's another one that's like, boy, I don't. That was kind of almost hard to prevent. So has there been any thought about, okay, we're going to punish him 15 yards, but we're not going to eject him. But boy, this other one, it's really bad. So we're going to punish 15, and he's ejected. Has there been discussion in the off season about having a different level of punishment for targeting?
1: Probably every year for the last five years, it's been heavily discussed. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, yeah. That's kind of like the. Uh, basketball rule you know the flagrant one flagrant two type thing yeah uh, well used is, to
0: have the five yard
1: face mask and the 15 yard yeah. face mask and mm-hmm. they did away with the five yard because uh you know they they just weren't calling it you know so it they it had to be bad enough to make it a 15 so that there's been a lot of discussion on the tier system on the targeting yeah. mm-hmm. especially since we went to the rule where we couldn't let it stand, but in reality, letting the, plate, letting the call stand was the same thing as confirming it. So, you know, we've got to either confirm it or overturn it.
0: Mm-hmm. A final segment for us with SEC replay official Gerald Hodges. Let's talk to Roger. You're on Sports Talk. Hello, Roger. Uh,
3: well, hey, John, Jimmy. Uh, how, 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 how y'all doing? Doing well. How are you? Uh, doing fine. Hey, uh, well, John, what's your name again? You Gerald? Gerald. Gerald. okay. hey, Jared. How you doing? Hey, how you doing,
1: Jared? Good, Roger. Good, good, very good.
3: Oh, good. Uh, I just want to ask you. Um, I just want to you a question about the word book. Um, uh, first, I just, want, I, just want, I just want to ask you. Um, uh, now, um, I'm sorry best way to ask this. Um, uh, I just want to ask you. Say in, in the video, uh, say, uh, say a play, uh, a play, and uh, you, it's kind of hard for the official to tell. Um, if they uh, say, Gerald, if they uh, say. Say, say the official, not sure about the but the, the call. Um, I mean, but videos for the, if it's a for the a say if it's a, if it's a, a tight a forward, not sure about it. What what they do say say if, if not if not if not sure about the call as forwards as, and um, the videos. Uh, if you can tell if, if, if it's a certain play or a certain um uh, certain play, how do if, if not sure about it, about it? How do how official decide on that on that, Gerald? on that well roger
1: there there are certain plays that we can review and uh we ask the officials on the field to make a decision i mean they've got to make a decision and then we we look at it in video review uh if, if we don't agree with their decision or we can't see it then we'll stop it and then look at the video run it back and forwards and then we will come up with a decision on it if it's a reviewable play. So we ask them to make a decision. Mm. Uh, then we can correct it if, if we don't agree with
3: it. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, to, all right. I may say anything. And uh, also, Jared, I just want to ask you, um, I, know, I, know, I know it's tough to be official, uh, sir. Uh, I, know, I know it's not perfect. I know the, uh, the challenge is just what I ask you, uh, Jared, how – uh, for learning how, how to be one how, how do you uh, how, how, how how did it take how did it take you to, to, to learn to be official jerry if, you, if you're trying to learn how to be official how, uh, is, is it hard to learn uh, to, to learn well uh, to be one
2: roger you keep
1: learning every year you are official because they changed the rules so much <laughs> yeah. but it uh just from the time i started high school till i got into college it was about eight years and then from the time I first started to the time I got in the SEC was 20 years. So that gives you an idea.
0: Takes a little mm-hmm. while. It but takes it, a while. But it's something that it starts at high school and absolutely you
1: climb the ladder. High school, peewees, midget, over John Tarleton, anywhere they're playing football. That's how you get the ball rolling.
2: Roger, we
0: appreciate the call.
2: Uh, one other thing, do you have um, – have you noticed that there are fewer cameras for you to work angles-wise than there have been maybe before COVID?
1: Very much so. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's very noticeable, especially in the replay booth, because the cameras are our eyes. So uh, we've noticed that even including this year. Uh, One Mm -hmm. thing we miss really bad is the cart cameras. And, uh, of course, one thing we found out, too, uh, there are a couple institutions, uh, even our league, that will not let cart cameras on their field. Right. And so you're kind of hamstrung there, and you just have to do the best you can with permanent, you know, stationary cameras.
2: Hey, Gerald, thank you so much. I uh, really do appreciate you coming by, explaining so much because there's so much that needs to be explained. It's seen every Monday <laughs> night, but thank you for coming by. To you're quite time. welcome. I enjoy it. John, it.
1: Jimmy, good, good to be here.
2: Gerald, always appreciate it. Have a great week. Gerald's appearance brought
0: to you by A.G. Hines Company, providing building materials since anyone can remember.